Good morning. I can tell you this morning that uh, I will only get loud if the Spirit moves it. Otherwise, uh, what you've got this morning is, uh, I told Brother Philip I'm here in body and spirit, uh, but the rest of me, I'm still waiting to catch up with. So, had a very long week, very tough week, and need your prayers this morning here this morning for two two reasons. I love God. I love you. But if this was the gas company, I'd have called in sick. And I'm just going to tell you, that's the way it is. Not that I'm sick, uh, but I've had a long, tough week, and so need your prayers uh, that I can uh, just simply do what God would have us to do this morning. Uh, we're going to lead one song. We're going to turn it over to Zach, and then he'll lead the next songs. So if you would stand this morning, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Glad to have Patsy with us this morning, a visitor. Uh, and so you make sure you make sure that you make her feel at home. So if she's wanting to, she'll come back again. All right. Brother Gary, will you open us this morning? Any birthdays? Any anniversaries? So we had so many last week, I think we go through a drought for a little while. Uh, but anyway, grab your red book this morning, turn to page 65. This will be our, um, our uh, Sister Barbara called it our theme song. Uh, it, will, it will be our theme song. Brother, this is our first song, so come and hear it.
I'll tell you this morning the reason for that song is that one thing that I know with all the times that I preach the I guess you might say the correction of things and the wrong of things and getting saved and so forth we all have to remember that all of those things are based upon this one thing God's love for us and it is measureless it's beyond our comprehension. And yet in this, no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, no matter where life has taken us in the past, if we can grasp this one thing, that God's love is so strong, it will change us and hold us and lead us. What our past was is immaterial to what our future is. And that's all based upon accepting God's love. And we'll get into it in a minute in the message, uh, just a little bit. But I just want you to think about this morning, this one thing, God's love. What does that mean to you and I? God's love. Uh, go ahead and turn to page 177 in your red book, 177.
Uh, go ahead and grab your blue book and turn to page 325. about the love of God and uh, you know we think about the love of God and we talk about everything that's done for us and you know you and I today are privileged and I say that this aspect you know my feelings on this um, we've got the Bible they didn't have the Bible in the Old Testament they didn't have it in the New Testament they were living it but they didn't have it. And in the New Testament, what they had was the Old Testament and the things that were uh, written there. And so, you know, they had the law. Even Christ picks it up and reads out of the book of Isaiah uh, in the temple. But you and I, we've got it all. So we can see what, what transpired and, and how they lived life. The Israelites and the Philistines and the Gedrasites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Sebastites. 
You know, all of those through there, and all the way up through there, how that God loved the children of Israel and he was leading them, but all the time he's leading them through the land of the Gentiles. And we oftentimes think about the Old Testament as just about God's love towards Israel. But you know what? If we'll read that, we'll see that God was illustrating his love towards Israel and at the same time inviting those who would consider what we called in the Old Testament strangers, that if they would come in and accept God, and follow God, follow the prophets, follow what God's covenant was, they too were included in that. That that was never, there was never an exclusion in the Old Testament from other people coming to know and love God. I mean, after all, think about this for a second. The book of Ruth is about a Gentile going with an Israelite and finding her way into the kingdom of God. And was used Church, I'm just saying, we, we think about God's love a lot of times so, 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 so small. And yet, when we think about the cross, how big was his love? Where did it stop? Uh, as you can tell this morning, I'm going to talk about God's love. That's just, that's just the way it is. But be much in prayer for those on our prayer request list. I do ask your prayers both physically this morning and also for... Um, our appointment tomorrow when we go see the surgeon to find out what they're going to do. Um, and, and so remember that. Remember, I uh, appreciate all your prayers for my mom. Uh, she is at home. Um, just continue to pray for her. Um, Brother Don has an upcoming biopsy in August. Remember that. Remember Jason and Darren. Sister Donna Arnold. Uh, glad to have Sister... Joanne back with us this morning. Um, and so thank God she's feeling better. Remember, uh, Brother Chuck and Sister Rhonda, Sister Gail was telling me this morning that they both have COVID. Um, Brother Chuck was in the hospital, and I guess he's in the uh, rehab part of it now. Uh, Sister, um, Sister Rhonda's got COVID. Brother Chuck's got COVID. I uh, tried to reach out to him, and couldn't get him, and then I called the hospital, and they said he wasn't there. So I guess they won't tell you that he moved to the next level of things. You know, you got to know everything before they call. Uh, but anyways, do remember them in your prayers uh, this morning as well. Any others you want to call by name today? Amen. Thank the Lord for that one. Anybody else? By the way, he's five pounds, twelve ounces now, and he was two, two, three. He was two, three when he was born. He's done doubled up in size. All right, stand with us today, Lord. If our ushers would come forth. Father, this morning we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, dear God, for your love, your mercy, and grace. I ask you, Father, today help us to do thy will, to praise, worship, and honor thy name. Teach us, Lord, the way that you'd have us to go and the things that you'd have us to do. And help us, Father, be willing participants, dear God. Father, I pray this morning that you would just anoint and touch the lives of those who desire to be in your house and cannot. 
Father, speak to the hearts of those who choose not to come to thine house, but God. Father, we pray for those that are lost, backslidden, cold, and indifferent. We ask you, dear God, just give us the ability to carry out your will for our lives, that we might be a light for thee. Bless the offering, let it be used for thy glory and thine honor. We'll praise you, Father. We'll thank you, Father, in Jesus' blessed, righteous, holy name. And amen. Page 94 in your blue book again, 94, Because He Lives.
morning, I know that it's the love of Jesus that changed my life. Uh, I'm not going to go through every verse that we have uh, down this morning. Uh, it takes us quite a while to get through them. We have a few copies up here. been trying to print them off and uh, give them out, but Annette printed them off for me this morning, and I didn't tell her who all to give them to, other than I knew, I said, Brother Danny and Brother Stu Paul, so that he has them. But if you want, want one, there's some up here we'll give them to you in a little bit. I want you to go to your Bibles this morning, if you would, Deuteronomy chapter 7. I want to read here just a few verses. We'll stick in Deuteronomy, and we'll move on, and like I said, I won't get them all this morning, uh, but I'll cover several. I want to just read to you this morning the Bible, let you see what God's Word says to you and I. So as you're turning there this morning, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Father, today we thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy, and your grace. And I do know, Father, this morning that what you've done for me, you do for others. There were many before me, dear God, that had accepted your love, your mercy, and your grace in their lives, and their lives were changed. We know this morning that you're still doing it. We believe, dear God, that you can do it again. Lord, help us to exercise our faith, hold fast and firm to our belief. Dear God, let us not compromise, but let us be true and faithful to thee as you've always been true and faithful to us. We praise you, Father, and thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 7, if you would go there with me, we will just back up a few. Uh, verse 6. I want to read verse 6 down through verse uh, 13 at least. He said, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Can I tell you in the New Testament, he says we are a chosen priest or a royal priesthood. We are chosen people. We're, we're different. Those of us, and I, and I will say this, God chose Israel to show to you and I again his love. His mercy, His grace. He was illustrating to somebody. And, and, I, and I will say this. It's easy to uh, maybe see it in the popular side of things. So God chose the little people to do this in. And we'll cover that in just a minute. The Lord did not set His love upon you nor choose you because you were, and, and I said in a minute, I guess I should have just kept reading. Uh, because you were more number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. May I also say to you this morning, the New Testament again tells us, it said, many are called, but few are chosen. He said there that there, broad is the way, and broad is the gate that leadeth unto destruction. There is the way, and there is the gate that leadeth unto life eternal, and few there be that find it, or even enter therein depending on which gospel you'll read. But many are those that go the way of destruction. You know, I was driving down this morning, and I was uh, 
thinking about some things in our lives and, and things that we've been praying about. And I do appreciate all your prayers. I, I will tell you up front this morning, another position has gone by and I didn't get it. That didn't disappoint me or de depress me, disappointed me, but, but I'm not done. I'm just praying God's will be done. But I'm driving down here and I'm looking at people and I'm watching things and I'm thinking about this as I see folks going by with their motor homes and going by with their uh, side-by-sides and their boats and everything. And I'm thinking, I don't know how many of these people are rushing home this morning to get, get to church or how many people are, are just going home because today's Sunday and it was the day to pack up and leave the campground. But you know what? I drive by people and you drive by people every day whose minds could be less on God than anything else. They don't understand the love of God. They don't understand the mercies of God, the grace of God. And God loves us. That's, that's a simple thing. The Bible says, and I, and I got this in my notes, and we know this one, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It wasn't that God loved you and me and nobody else. But he so loved the world. And he was trying to illustrate his love, as I said earlier this morning. He chose the small group of Israel, and he, and he placed a, a great love upon them. And, he created, and, and be honest with you, church, a, a great uh, a burden in this aspect. The covenant was there for everybody to see on Israel. But what a privilege to have that illustration used in their lives if they had just realized it. And all the time, God was trying to show everybody around him what he could do to those who had put their faith and their trust in him. Little David was little David. Do you remember that? He's little David when we talk about going up against Goliath. We don't talk about King David. We don't talk about Warrior David. We don't, we don't talk about how great statute David was. Matter of fact, the Bible clearly tells us that he is not great in stature, and that he's just a rudy young man, little David. And God chose to use little David to beat big Goliath. You think about this morning, God was illustrating again his love to you and I through that story. And we often just, we just look at the conqueringness of it. But do you realize God chose the little people, God chose the little, and, and God knew that there would just be a little group that would choose him. But yet he illustrated his love to everybody. All the desires that God had to do. Going on and I'll try to, well, I'll just let God have his way and we'll be done with that part of it. I won't try to do anything. I'll let Lord do everything. But because the Lord loved you and because the, that he would keep it, the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of a bondman from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, therefore, let the Lord thy God, he is God, faith, the faithful God, which keepeth covenants and mercies unto them that love him. He keepeth his commandments to a thousand generations. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know how many generations there's been since God made his covenant but he keeps it to a thousand generations. Think about this for just a second, church.
and repayeth them that hate him to their face. God's not going to go behind your back. You're going to stand and look at God. God's going to stand and look at you. And remember what the song we sung, When I See the Blood. I, I, I changed that verse, by the way, for those of you who could hear me. When God sees the blood, he will pass over you. That song was based upon the children of Israel in the land of Egypt prior to being delivered. For in that time there, they had to apply the blood to the doorpost of the house in order for the death angel to go by. It's a representation of what you and I do today when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The blood is applied to our lives. It's applied to our hearts, to our souls, to our minds. And when so doing there, when God applies the blood and the death angel comes, church, it's not that this body will not die, but I will not die a separated death from God because of the blood. And the blood was shed because of love. God's love for you and I. He said, Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which I command thee this day to do them. Wherefore it shall come to pass if you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he has shared unto thy fathers and he will love thee a church he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee he will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land thy corn and thy wine and thine oil and thine increase of thine kin and thy flocks and thy sheep and thy land wheresoever thy father Fathers to give, which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed above all people, for there shall not be male nor female barren among you and among your cattle. And the Lord will take away all the sicknesses and will put none of those evil diseases of, of Egypt, which thou knowest, upon thee, but will lay of them upon them that hate thee. Can I tell you this morning? God will deal with our enemies if we will deal with God. God's going to, God, remember, God wants to bless. His love for you and I is this. He wants us to have his love. And the greatest blessing we'll get is God's love and his forgiveness of our sins and our lives. But then remember this, God wants to bless us. We keep trying to figure out how to get those blessings. But God says, then will I. But we've got to focus on God. We focus on ourselves a lot, church, but we focus a little, just a little, on God. He said, and he will love thee. Look at verse 13 real carefully there. He will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. And then what will he do after that? He will bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land. Then he's going to bless their crops. He's going to bless, bless the things that they're growing there. He's going to bless their cattle. He, I mean, it's just going to be one of these things there that God's just going to open up and the blessings are going to come down. Remember, we read in the book, he said, try me and prove me and see if I will not pull you out of blessing such as you are not able to receive. 
church, can I tell you this this morning? I'm not going to say that you and I don't love God, but I wonder sometimes if we love Him to the point to where He can bless us to the point to where we can't contain the blessing. Think about getting in the relationship with God in that manner there. And, and, and I'll just say this again this morning. I, I'm not prophesying. I'm not declaring anything to you, but I'm saying this. In the New Testament, it come to my mind, in the New Testament, the Bible says that God added unto the church daily such as should be saved. Not such as should join and become a member, but such as should be saved. I want to be a place, and I want you and I to have a church that when God, uh, when people need to be saved, that God can save them because our love for God is illustrated to God. And then the lost get saved because they see the love of God. Not you and I. Remember? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's our love back to God because of his great love down to us. In the book of Proverbs, he says this in Proverbs 8 and 17, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Now, that, if you read that all by itself and never read anything else, you say, well, well, God's saying that he just loves those that love him. No, he's illustrating again that he loves them that loves him. And those that love him see his love and his blessings back. There are a lot of people today who don't love God. And remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not everybody loves God in return. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 21. That I may cause those that love me to inherit its substance, and I will fill... Look at that. I will fill their treasures. Now, now you say, Brother Ernie, I'm going to get everything that I want. No, let's be real careful here. Jump over with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew. The sixth chapter. We, we know this one, church. Or at least we should by now. I've used it enough, right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moss and rust doth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. When you think about that this morning, when you think about where's your body today, how many of you this morning have a heart? I can prove mine by an example of an EKG, okay? I do got one regardless of what people think. But, but here's the deal. Where is your heart for God? Where your heart is, there you're going to be as well. And, and this is, if your heart is in God and on God and for God, about God, because you understand God's love for you and you love God back, hey, church, then your heart's desire is different. Although sitting out, and I'm not going to be too, too critical, but, but I, I want you to understand this this morning. A love for God means this. I will do the things that God 
God will have me to do. And I will desire to be where God would have me to be. And by the way, I will do so regardless of what other people think. Can I say this morning again, Christians ought not be taking vacation from God. But they do. They'll leave God off to the side. And they'll do things they ought not be doing because, you know what, they're doing things that, that would be contrary and, and just totally contrary to God. And, and sometimes we're even afraid to do the right thing. But can I tell you, if we will love God the way that God loves us, we're going to be blessed. And, and church, I'm going to tell you something this morning. The blessings of God are far greater than the gifts of man. That's just a fact. Loving God is not a problem. It's a solution to the problem. Where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. Go back over, if you would, to the book of Isaiah in the 48th chapter. I'm kind of following through this, but I, but I want you this morning. I'll skip in just a minute. I'll get some further down there. Isaiah chapter 48. Start back with me, if you would, unto verse 12. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. Now think about that. You and I this morning are what? We are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. We are the called of God. And, and by the way, again, I say it this morning, many are called, but few are chosen. And it's not that they cannot be there. It's that they will not go with God. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Think about that this morning. God's not got a limitation to who he'll save. It's just a limitation because of who will be saved. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I'm he, I'm the first, I also am the last. Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spanned the heavens. When I called unto them, they stand, they stand together. All ye, assemble, all ye assemble yourselves, and hear which among them hath declared these things. The Lord hath loved him. He will do his pleasure on Babylon, and his arms shall be on the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have bought, brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Come ye near unto me, and hear thee this. I have not spoken in secret. My beginning from the time that was, there I am, there am I. And now, the Lord God, the Holy Spirit, he has sent me. Think about it this way. The Lord, the, thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, and which, excuse me, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. God's got it all laid out, church. I don't need a plan. I need to follow the plan. There, there are those looking for their identity in life. Can I tell you what you need to do? Look for your purpose in God. God's got a plan, church. I, I, 
I, you know, there, there's, I used to think, who am I? What am I going to do? And where am I going to be? And what's, you know, all of this. And now I look back and I think about this. Who does God want me to be? Where does God want me to go? What does God want me to do? I'm all the time trying to make plans. I got plans drawn all over the house. Plans on how to build a bench and plans on how to build, build a table and plans on how to build a, a, a bookshelf. Plans. I mean, I got, I got house plans. I had church plans. I draw all the time. And you know what I figured out a long time ago? It don't matter how many plans you got written down. You need to listen to the plan that's already been written down. It's amazing. We plan everything except for God. Plan our vacations, where we're going to go, when we're going to get there, how much we're going to spend while we're there. Do we plan time for God while we're there? I mean, just think about it. God's got the greatest plan there ever was. It's called the plan of salvation, the plan of purpose, the plan of deliverance. He had a plan for the children of Israel. If they'd have just walked with him, they'd have never had a problem. Think about that for just a second. Why would they end up in Egypt when they could have been in Canaan? Because they wouldn't follow God's plan. God's got a plan, church. It's there. Let me read to you just a couple more, and then I'll, I'll get, get out of here into the New Testament. Jeremiah 31 and 3, The Lord hath appeared unto old of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn thee. What, did, what do we have today when we get saved? What do we call it? We have ever lasting life. We have eternal life. Now, now think about this just for a second. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, I, yea, I have loved thee. Look at the cross. With an everlasting love. Jesus does not change. The Bible said he is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And, and we know that that's speaking of God. He's the same today as he was yesterday, and he'll be the same tomorrow. God does not change. People change, but God does not change. But if we will change for God, we will be a better people. And it comes down to this, coming to the love of God. God's got a love for you that supersedes anything you can comprehend. My wife's love for me cannot touch God's love for me, and my love for her cannot touch God's love for her. I'm telling you, we, we, we don't even get a pencil full of it. But if we'll follow God's love, we'll have greater love for one another than anybody can comprehend. I'm just telling you, church. You know you're getting closer to God when people start picking on you for being so close to God and for loving one another so much. I was thinking about this this morning, and, and, and I, I'm trying to stay away from something that's in my mind, but, but I was thinking about this this morning. The Bible tells us all, that, we'll live, all that, we'll, that live godly will suffer persecution. The more you illustrate your love for God, the more people are going to be displeased with that. And sometimes it even happens inside the church. 
all those folks who are supposed to love us and, and, and we're supposed to love one another. And yet we get we, we want to love God and we want to serve God and we want to go with God and we want to worship God and glorify God. And the next thing you know, somebody says, you're getting carried away there. I would to God this morning, I could get carried away right now. I'll be honest with you, I love my wife and my children and my grandbabies, but when God calls me, I'm not saying, wait, God, I'm not ready. Here, my Lord, send me, take me. Just being honest. I'm not planning my way out. I'm following the plan on the way out. God's plan. Go over to Hosea chapter 14, if you would, this morning. I should have marked that. I'd have been better off. My apologies. By the time I get here, I don't have enough bookmarks. Still, I'm, there we are. Hosea chapter 14. Go back to verse 1 if you would. After this one, I'll get to the New Testament. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by mine iniquity. Remember Isaiah says, What has separated you between you and your God hath not your iniquity. Our sins separate us from God. But yet God tells us to get rid of those sins. He says, take with you the words and turn you to the Lord. Say, say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. So we will render the calves of our lips. The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. For mercy that you may receive grace in a time of need. Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the works of our hands. Ye are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. I will, free, I will heal thy backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto Israel, as he shall grow as the lily. And cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be as the olive tree. His smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under the shadow shall return. They shall revive as corn and grow as the vine. In the secret thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. I will just say to you this morning, God is calling us back. And he's telling us, he's sending Jesus. You want to be united to Christ, you got to go through this, or to God, you got to go through the Son. My Bible is plain. It says, No man cometh unto the Father except by the Son, and no man cometh unto the Son except the Father draw him. And I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're underneath the sound of my voice, God has called and God is drawing. Otherwise, you wouldn't get to hear. Think about that this morning. I hear people all the time tell me, and I say all the time, hear, that people say, well, I'm, I, I'm too bad, or I 
I can't do this, or God wouldn't say, and I'm just here to tell you, if God sends me, if God sends you to somebody who's lost and undone, I don't care where they're at, what they're doing, if God tells you, go tell them of my love, go tell them of my mercy, of my grace, uh, uh, tell them I, I'll forgive them, if they're, they're, God is drawing them, and God is saying, you're not so far gone that I can't reach you. The devil is telling you, though, you're too far gone. Can I tell you something, child of God, this morning? When you reach out to somebody who's lost, you better make sure you got the love of God in your heart and follow the plan because, listen to me, the devil is on the opposite side telling them that you're a liar. People all over this land don't think they can be saved. Some of them don't want to be saved. But it's a shame to think about those who can't be, think they can't be. And yet here's the hand of God reaching out. It's like the old story I've said many times. The old boy fell off the roof. He's hanging on to the guttering there. And he says, help me, help me, help me, help me. Somebody says, well, just let go. Somebody else help me. He was so afraid. But he was tall enough if he'd just let go of the gutter, he'd have fell about six inches and he'd been on the ground. Church, let go of the gutter and get a hold of God. Man, what a change to take place in your life. I'm just telling you this morning. Again, I said I'd get over into the New Testament. I'm going to read you a few verses, speed read this morning, get down to the book of 1 John. If you want to go there, I'll end up there in just a minute. I'm going to read to you some of my favorite verses of Scripture, and you know where they are in the book of Romans, 5th chapter, 8th chapter. Like I said, we'll end in the book of 1 John in just a moment. John chapter 5, or bear with me, Romans chapter 5, read 1 John chapter 4. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet Without strength, in due time, Christ died for the godly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies with Enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but also joy in God through our, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received atonement. Why? Because of his love. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. When we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus said, they that are whole need no physician, but they that are sick. And by the way, church, I was sick. 
I told you I'd end here. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And again, if you want all the other scriptures that I've got, we'll get them for you. Look at verse 1 real quick. We'll skip through these, get down to a few more, but, but look at this very carefully for a minute. Beloved, be not, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because false prophets are gone into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, wherefore you have heard it should come, and even now already it is in the world. Church, think about it. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The world wants to tell you there is no God, or that the Jesus doesn't matter. The world will tell you this, well, you can go to heaven no matter what you want, or how it is, or, you know, whatever you do. And I, I'm going to tell you something, I, I, not to be too mean, and, and I'm going to tell you, I, you want me to you want me to stop listening to you? You just tell me I'm stupid. Preacher the other day said because I believe a man can fall from grace, he can choose to walk away from God. That I was stupid. I turned him off. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me you disagree with me, but when you call me stupid, I'm out. My Bible teaches me, church. That you and I have to make the choice, and then we have to stick to the choice. God made the promise. God stuck to his promise. Why would God not expect us to do the same? Think about it. If the spirit of Antichrist wants to tell you, you don't have to do the things that God would have you to do. You don't have to follow the Bible. All you've got to do is come down, say a little prayer, go out and live like the world and do the things the world wants you to do. And it's all right. When you get to heaven, you're just not going to have as many rewards. My Bible is not full of rewards. It's full of the reward. Jesus said, Behold, my reward is with me. That's eternal life. When you get to heaven, you ain't going to have a treasure, treasure, treasure tech, chest, a box of goodies. When he says, lay up treasures in heaven, he's talking about souls. Your soul. The greatest gift you can get in earth is salvation. The greatest gift you'll give up in earth is salvation. And church, I'm telling you, it comes through God, through Jesus Christ. We've got to accept them both, follow them both, love them both, honor them both. And we can only do that through the presence of the Holy Ghost in our lives, which you get when you get saved. Not something you get a few years down the road when you get sanctified enough. You can't live a salvation life without the Holy Ghost. Jump down then. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For the love, for love is of God. Now I'm going to tell you something. He said, brethren. He plainly tells us in other places, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He that loves the world or he that is friend of the world is an enemy of God. 
Doesn't mean you don't like corn and okra and different things like that. And you don't like your car. I like my car. I like my truck. I'm not in love with them. I'll tell you that right now. But I'm in love with God. That's why I'm here. Let us love one another. Those you love for who are lost, you pray for them, but you don't participate in their lost deeds. Church, that's, that's one of the biggest things I find the battles going on in the lives of people today is that they hang out with lost folks and they do the same things the lost folks do and then they wonder why they can never win the lost folks to Jesus. Remember the old saying? If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So if you're walking like a duck, quacking like a duck, but you're supposed to be a chicken, you ain't going to change the duck. you got to walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian, act like a Christian. And sometimes that means you don't go the way that they go. Instead, you stand up and say, I can't do that. I'm a child of God. You don't look down your nose and thumb and say, well, you're going to hell because you... No, show them the light of Christ. And they say, well, why not? And you, you can tell them. Say, listen, without God, I go to hell. Without serving Christ, following Christ, I know where my destination place is. Those that live ungodly will go to hell, church. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're not the condemner. You're supposed to be the one who loves them to the things of God. But if you go with them, you never turn them. I'm telling you. Beloved, love not. Let us love one another, for God is love, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifest, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loves us, or loved us, and sent his son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If, any, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected. Hereby we know that he dwelleth in us, and he, or excuse me, hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Through His love, we ought to return love to God. Think about it this way. Real love is God's love. The best love you'll ever have in your life is the love of God. The best love you'll ever share in your life is the love of God. I fibbed to you, don't want to tell you that, but I did. Revelations verse 1, chapter, if you would stand with us. Revelations chapter 1, verse 5 says this, And Jesus said, Who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. 
He's the faithful witness. He's the first begotten of the dead. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. And he loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You think about that this morning, church. Father, today I'm so grateful, so thankful, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and grace. Thanking you, dear God, today for all that you've done for me. God, I know this morning that I'm, I'm undeserving if I just looked at me as a person. But God, you've seen me. You created me. You formed me and fashioned me in my mother's womb. You knew that 52 years later, this is what I would look like. You also knew this is where I'd be. And you knew, Father, the mistakes and the errors and the sins that I would make. And yet you loved me to bring me here to tell these that are here today that you love them. And to share that love, Father, with the lost and dying world. Help us, dear God, to be honest this morning in that fact minister your love one to another but also to those that are lost and help us father not bring disgrace upon thee or to thee but rather show the truth and thy faithfulness Lord one to another we'll give you glory father we'll give you honor father today in the blessed name of Christ Jesus and amen you got a desire to come this morning and pray would you come